Welcome everyone to the Eva Health Podcast, season two. My name's Erin, I'll be your host this season where we explore health information technology topics and our solution, Eva. So without any further ado, let's get this episode started. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about hormones and technology. Hormones are a hot business these days. Actually, they have been for a while, especially for independent private practices. A lot of cash-based practices are diving deep into hormone care. Well, what does that mean for technology and for, well, everybody else? Uh, What does it mean for marketing, for your business strategy? quite a few things. Well, the market's pretty saturated now, and especially when you're talking about bioidentical hormone replacement, hormone pellets, there's a lot of vendors out there. Uh, They've made agreements with different technology platforms and sort of try to siphon you into a specific care model that matches utilizing those products. They even sometimes make you sign contracts um, and then uh, any substances or uh, supplements that go along with supportive care. Now that can be an exceptional model for sure for those starting out, but most providers find and nurses who are part of this process find out that hormone care really becomes unique, not only to the individual, but to the practice and the provider. Um, And you need flexibility in your technology as you grow your understanding of hormones. Why? Well, hormones affect the entire human system, right? This isn't a only mess with the hormones, leave everything else alone. It's more like if your gut's out of whack, uh, if you've got other issues going on with the body, are the hormones really going to work or are they just going to cover up an issue and will you have to address that later or will it cause long-term negative side effects? So the management of a hormone patient is very different than getting a hormone patient, right? It's easy to get them into the door. There's a lot of marketing strategies behind it, uh, but maintaining that patient outcome and keeping that retention and actually focusing on what's best for them long-term, you know, you need a pretty solid system behind that. A system that helps you look at the full body understand what's going on with that patient's story over time, their history, family history, symptoms, all of that, and what's going on with them in their day-to-day life um, as they are on any sort of hormone and supportive therapy. So today's episode, we're going to explore the importance of technology if you are a hormone clinic or you are interested in uh, bringing hormones into your independent cash practice. All right. Hey, Dr. J, let's talk about hormones and technology today. So that may seem like a stretch for a lot of people. What do hormones have anything to do with technology? Um, But actually in our day-to-day lives and what we do professionally, they are intimately related. And I want to explore, I want to explore that and see what you have to think about, you know, you've been practicing and working with hormones for a long time. You've been highly focused on creating or having technology within your clinic that supports exceptional care, which includes uh, uh, managing hormones. So I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, so I, I think when you think about hormones, it's, there's a specialty in medicine endocrinology that um, is clearly, there's the quote unquote experts, but when you try to target 
the endocrine system alone for treatment, you wind up with um, limited results. Good ones, if, you, if someone's got a thyroid problem, you give them thyroid, it, it always helps. Uh, but if you're missing out on all the other stuff, like gut health, emotion, um, sleep, all the other issues that have to do with whole health, you get limited results. On the other hand, if you go to a holistic doctor who basically does natural medicine and is trained to do holistic medicine, but is not an endocrine specialist or really understands it well, you also get limited results. And that's where technology comes in. That's why our technology is designed and was designed from the beginning to train doctors how to do holistic medicine. In 1987, I wrote my residency paper on PMS and progesterone and how important it was that women had progesterone in order to feel well, especially during, it used to be called premenstrual distress syndrome. Um, so I started with that back then as a um, kind of a, a teaser for me to say, wow, hormones are huge. It's a big deal. And since then, they've always been central to my thinking about how people can really feel well and do well. And if they're not hormonally balanced, all the other stuff is going to be out of whack. Thyroid particularly is the master hormone. And if you don't have good thyroid, your body's just not going to work well. Thyroid generates warmth and heat in the body. And without that, your systems aren't efficient. They don't run well. And you have a, a whole host of problems. And they can be mistaken for constipation. They can be mistaken for a headache problem. They can be mistaken for the list is enormous and almost every system in the body. So if you're not a holistically oriented doctor, you could easily miss that. And as people go through changes in their life, specifically menopause or when, uh, when a woman at Menarch starts to get, start to have her hormonal pattern and get to migraines, it could be completely missed and looked at as a migraine problem, which is a blood vessel problem when indeed it's really a problem with hormonal stability. So all of those things, they're complicated. That takes a lot of experience and a lot of time to get good at it. Or you can apply technology and you can say, I've got a system that will actually review all the systems in the body. It will take all of that data, interpret it expertly. That's why Eve is an expert virtual assistant. It will expertly interpret that data and it will give me a probability score. This is probably 70% hormone, 60% emotional, and 55% gut. All those need to be addressed. If they are not all addressed, you're going to get partial results. You might even be able to get the patient hormonally treated for a short period of time, treat the other systems, and get them off of hormones altogether because their body's working well. And outside of that, it takes, I've been practicing so 87, so whatever, 36 years actively and using hormones the entire time as part of treatment, only part of treatment. So I don't have a sign outside of my building that says, I'm a hormone guy. I, I'm not a hormone guy, though I do a lot of it because I think it's a very important part of treatment. I'm a technology guy who clear, I clearly see the connection between hormones and the gut and the brain and all the other systems of the body, sleep and mood and all those other things, they all go together. If you don't have an understanding of that, your ability to treat as a physician is going to be really limited and your reputation, which is what builds a practice and causes it to be successful, is just not going to be what it could. You're going to get two stars instead of five. And five-star doctors, they either are really, really experienced and have a lot of skill and understand it well, or they're using technology to assist them. So our technology does that, and we can make that available to people so that they don't have to take 20 or 30 years of practice to start to get good at it.
So that's the connection between technology and hormones, Aaron. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the business of hormones. It's a big business, and I've met a lot of providers who they say, hey, I'm going to open up a independent cash-based practice. I'm going to do hormones. Uh, people love hormones. I'm going to do some pellets. It's going to make me a ton of money. And it's going to be easy, right? I mean, simple. I go get certified. I offer all these supplements. And that's what I'm going to do. But the reality of that, the long-term reality of that, especially with the market saturation, uh, it's not that easy, right? More. You mean that's the myth That's the myth that they believe is that, yeah, it's going to be great. It's like chocolate milk. It's really yeah. yummy. I'll do yeah. hormones. The reality of hormones and really any healthcare for any patient is it can be complex and it can be simple. It's patient dependent. Um, but because hormones are such big business and now we're seeing a lot of the companies, you know, hormone suppliers and that focus on adding supplements to these regimens and upsell your patient and add more and add more. I'm more interested in you know, you've been practicing for a long time now. You've been watching patterns of health with patients, with, you know, supplemental care, uh, with hormones, the relationship between really all of these moving pieces for, you know, 30 years. How do you ignore the noise, right? The product noise, hey, buy this newest product. Patients are going to love it. How do you really just focus on the patient outcome and because we believe at Eva Health, you know, independently we believe this, but then we all eventually came together that if you focus on the patient outcome, the business will take care of itself. And when we say that, a lot of people think that's totally crazy. Um, but I'm, I want to hear your perspective on this. How do you ignore the noise? Do you ignore it? Or uh, when do you choose to add add products to your business, but not overwhelm patients, especially with hormones. Yeah, well, so I think the the best way to to frame that is the question that doctors always get from patients who are informed or or, or they're considering like a big a big step, like having surgery or doing something uh, that's that's that could potentially affect them for the rest of their lives. They'd always ask the question: If it was your wife, would you do it? If it was your husband, would you do it? Would you treat them with that? Would you give them that? Would you treat them that way? It's a real easy question, um, unless you don't like your spouse. <laughs> it's a different question. But if you love your spouse and th that question is offered, would you do that for your wife? Um, and if you can't say yes to that, um, given the same circumstances, if it was someone you loved and cared about, would you do that for them? Um, I think that's the acid test for me. If in my practice, if I if I don't treat each patient as if I loved them and cared for them that way, then I'm going to, I'm going to make bad decisions. Um, so when I look at supplements, I always think of it in terms of every patient who's kind of a health fanatic or a health nut, or just uh, somebody who really pursues health with some, some energy. They've all got a, at least one shelf in their cabinet at home in their kitchen is packed with supplements, most of which they don't use. Um, so, Years ago, I used to say, just bring your supplements in to patients. And they would bring in like two big shopping bags full. And I'd say, wow, I don't have three and a half hours to go through that with you. So instead now, um, I say, which of the supplements you current you have are you currently taking? Bring them with you. And then I could look at them and say, okay, well, you have a lot of supplements. And some patients come in with 20 or 30. 
which is insane. That's totally unnecessary. Um, I can't think of a situation where that makes sense. You need to give patients what they're actually going to take. They're actually going to be able to swallow that many um, and stuff that you can at least logically draw a line between their condition and how the supplements are going to change them. Ultimately, doing it that way, because patients will actually take those supplements, they'll get a benefit and they'll continue to take them as long as they're needed. For a practice, it's profitable because you have recurring revenue from those supplement sales. You have a reputation that you're not going to fleece people where they come in and every time that you come in, you're selling them another, you know, I don't know, $50 or $100 worth of supplements. And people feel that and they're aware of it and they should be. Uh, I, I feel like that's sleazy. And there's an accusation in the higher ups in the more organized medicine area that they're only interested in drug therapy and surgery as the tools for, for treatment, that all supplements are useless, that there's no use for supplements. Um, that's also a ridiculous position to take. There's a, there's a middle ground where clearly patients are deficient in magnesium as a rule. Most people need magnesium. People who are under stress probably need some B vitamin support. People who have indigestion probably need an enzyme. These are not hard things to conclude. And on, based on patient response, not only in their blood work, but in their symptom patterns, they work and they're consistent. And so those things make sense as a basic pattern of treatment. And over time, a good doctor will start to develop a, a fairly good sense of, you know, these are supplements that are basic part of my armamentarium. These are normal. People need these all the time. In our uh, supplement system that we have, we have 30 or 40 supplements that we use pretty regularly. And then we have a group that we just occasionally use, so we'll call them into play sometimes. But with our technology, you can identify what systems of the body are being affected, what's the probability that this system is in trouble, and then it will recommend supplements that are appropriate in those conditions based on the doctor's sense of their intuitive sense, their practice experience, and lab work. The patient with a low vitamin D needs vitamin D3, K2. They do. They need it. That's given. If they don't have a higher D level than 30, they're going to wind up being more likely to get sick with a viral illness or something serious. So that's clear. Um, and there's no question about the need for supplementation based on laboratory testing, based on symptoms, because of experience and, and background. I can also say with a high degree of probability that these supplements are going to be helpful. We do what's called therapeutic trial. You try them for a while, a month or two. If you get a good benefit and, you're, and that benefit persists, you continue. If not, you withdraw the supplement and you consider coming at it from another angle. Drug therapy, lifestyle therapy, dietary change, exercise, whatever. But not doing it that way and doing it in a responsible way winds up with the guys in the organized medicine world saying supplements are just charlatan work and they're just trying to make money. Kind of justifying that to a degree that doc doctors who do that just peddling supplements as if they were, you know, everybody needs to be on more because that's their, that's their uh, profit model. That's not right. And also the, um, having the ability with technology to say, I'm targeting this really precisely and I'm, I'm getting data in terms of the validated questionnaires and the work that I'm doing in that area. And I also have laboratory work. I'm using it in a, in a very targeted way and I would call it scientific. Um, I would get tons of argument from people who are, um, you know, in a different area of, they're not bedside clinical scientists. They're 
bench of people that they would argue with that. But I think that doing it right is really, really important. And if you don't have a lot of experience, then technology can bridge that gap from rookie mistakes and really being much more precise and capable and effective from right, right out of the box. And we, we have worked with a lot of nurse practitioners who are new to the field. And we work with a lot of physicians who don't have a lot of experience with supplements. And for them, the technology is transformative. It really gives them a huge boost and they get much further, much faster. So, and no other system does it. No other software platform that we work with, no other technology solution has it. So we're unique in that way. Yeah, the power of Eva's core interview is, you know, we've talked about this last season. You can't really imagine it um, as a provider or healthcare staff member because I've never seen anything like it before. Um, I love that it's supportive, and that's why, you know, we refer to Eva as responsible AI because mm -hmm. it's supporting your growth and assisting you it's not completing anything for you it's not telling you what to do it's saying hey take a look at all of this information here's some common patterns that are happening what do you think about this and then you can ask questions deeper with the patient you may find something's different than what they reported right and it adapts to that world i think it's you know you made this clear on our last podcast it's impossible to replace the human provider with technology. So why not optimize technology to be the best support that it can be? Um, and especially when we're talking about hormones, you know, I worked in hormones for a short period of time compared to your career. And for me, it was an incredibly beautiful area of medicine, but it was also kind of dark. And it was dark because it had been overmarketed. Um, it, it had turned into you know, some not good outcomes for patients because people, providers and healthcare individuals do sometimes get caught up in surviving financially, right? And Absolutely. with hormones, it's it's a piece of art. It really is. You know, you're tweaking, you're thinking about all these systems. And when we brought Eva Core in to see that graph in front of me and go, oh, this is this is this person, you know, this is We've got an adrenal issue here. We've got a health, you know, gut issue here that's going on. And we've got hormonal and and also what's their lifestyle? Oh, they're, you know, this massive executive for this company. I'm thinking stress, you know, so you're seeing this multi-system thing that wasn't seen before. And the treatment before Evacore was more testosterone, you know, yeah. a little bit of him, some vitamin D. Versus now we're looking at, okay, let's look at your lifestyle. Let's talk about stress. Let's look at all of these different treatment areas. Yeah, I think, I think the other part of that too, which is really helpful, is that to do that in an interview with a patient, to sit down with someone and ask those questions and the in-depth questions that Eva does, to go through all the validated questionnaires from the literature, the, um, the back depression inventory and the menopause rating scale and all of the ones that fit within Eva, um, it would take a long time, probably yeah. an hour and a half to two hours, exactly. yeah. which is why we built Eva in the first place, because you just can't, don't have the time. So when the patient interviews with Eva and, and they actually connect with Eva and create that outcome within seconds, 
the physician has immediate access to all of that information in a graphic format and can see right away, there's a big spike of probability that there's a gut problem and a big spike that there's a problem with estrogen and a big spike that there's a mood problem. They go together. It's just a natural pattern. If you don't have enough estrogen, you're going to be moody or you're going to get headaches or you're not going to feel well. And the gut handles the, the way that estrogen is metabolized in the body. It gets used. It gets put through the gut. If it gets reabsorbed in the gut because the gut's moving slow, you have a lot of bad estrogen. It's not working as well. If you don't understand those things about the patient, you're going to give them a really perfect dose of estrogen for their body weight and they're going to not do well and you're not going to know it. And yeah. their moods aren't going to get any better. Um, and I got a really great story. A lady we were taking care of for a long time, she just hit menopause and she just didn't feel right. Um, and th that's how she described it, just didn't feel right. And her um, EVA score showed estrogen and some emotional stuff. And um, when we got her dose and her gut and everything balanced, she said, I feel so lush. And I was like, what does lush mean? And she said, I just want to go out in the sun and lay out and just, I just don't even have to wear clothes and lay out naked in the sun and like, wow, you have changed from being unhappy and uncomfortable to feeling lush. So we call it, we jokingly call it lush factor. So when you actually get a person to the point where their hormones are properly balanced and they're really in the sweet spot, what has happened is you have their gut health, right? You have their hormonal health, right? You have their nutritional health, right? And they start to hit that harmonic where their body works. And it's just singing and it's a little bit of a moving target. So to stay on that, it takes some, some attention. They have to, you know, they're under my, you know, under my care. I see patients every three months or so when they're doing hormone pellet therapy. And she was, that was where, what treatment she'd had. And, um, and it seems to be, by the way, the strongest mood supporting therapy is pellet therapy. Um, but it was an amazing eye opener for me that someone could actually experience it at, at that level where it changed their entire experience of themselves and made this, this one, especially she just felt so good and she felt so settled and needless to say, everybody that she knows hears about it. I don't know if they hear about the naked sunbathing, but they hear about the rest. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good thing to understand that doing hormonal therapy by itself as a single, uh, treatment, uh, unless you're an endocrinologist. And even if you're an endocrinologist, you probably shouldn't do that. You're missing the boat and potentially creating problems that are irreversible or dangerous. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to say, I'm looking at the big picture. And because Eva does connect with patients at that level, it's a technology that, and the only technology that actually allows that to happen. So um, it allows you to be creative as a provider too. So you know, Eva, you can look at, you know, if there's a inner relationship between sort of multiple systems and you want to approach them with different solutions, Eva's going to support those varying solutions. If you want to use different supplements or different products, you can do that. You can, and, and not only that, so then we bridge into the other side of Eva, which is equally as important for outcomes of the clinic and the patient is managing the business of charting all that information. So what are you putting into an individual, watching the labs, trending them over time in conjunction with their EVA core results, 
in conjunction with how much are you, how much product do you need to order? Um, and what is working successfully for patients? What is part of maybe a gut protocol you want to create that you've had long-term success with? You can build that operations-wide inside of Eva so that when you get into a room with a patient and you've created this wonderful flow, right, that you know that works for this type of patient, maybe oh, a little bit of this or a little bit of that, you just say to Eva, I want that, 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 and it's done. You're not starting from scratch every single time you've got this system that grows with you and and i think that that is also what's really different about eva and people don't comprehend until they start using it it's sort of like she helps you develop more solid treatment plans and then run all of the business behind what it means to continue to do that in your career. yeah i i think what you're saying though it's like to really simplify it because that's i think that's my my mission in life Your is skills. we saw, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing for me. We saw the functional medicine questionnaire in, in like 1998 or whatever and started in 2000, did it a ton and just ate my lunch and everybody else's for that matter. And we developed EVA so that we could simplify that process so that you would be able to cover every system of the body and look at every possible parameter of uh, symptoms and their systems and how they function. And we created a simplified way to do it. So the patient connects with Eva, the interview is completed and you have this super fast, uh, so you can grok their information like so fast. And then we started to apply it and realized that, oh my gosh, I hate figuring out our inventory. It's such a headache. So we automated that. And I said, you know, I really hate having to drop my stuff and then make a phone call. And so we built in messaging and so it's all built in. So every hassle that would normally create for me an obstacle to smooth flow, we've eliminated and we continue to eliminate them as things come up, as new issues come up. I was thinking about, you know, hormones have become kind of buzzy, like people like, oh, testosterone pellets are amazing. It's like, yeah, but with that comes a lot of uh, careful attention from people who are outside of the field are saying, we're going to start to regulate this and we're going to make sure that this is being done right. So uh, medical boards, uh, all sorts of different people who are FTC. And so for physicians who are doing this work, they not only need to know what to do, they better be able to document why. And they better, better be able to show that they're doing appropriate lab work and they're, they're doing symptom reviews and they've got a great reason to be doing this because they're going to be looked at. And Eva provides all of that documentation in a way that's absolutely, I wouldn't say impenetrable, but we've had our go round in the world with you know, the regulatory world. And because of that, we know the things that we need to be conscious of so that we are way above board so that if anybody looks at our practice, whether it's another physician reviewer, medical board, whoever, that we have the documentation that we need to say, this is why, this is why we made the decision. We're watching closely and all the documentation that is contained in there uh, at a level that is so high, it's, it's above the standard of care, which is always the question. Have you met the standard of care? Do, do you actually have lab work to justify this? Do you Have you asked the patients the proper questions? Have they been consented? Did they say, yes, I want this and signed for it? All of that's within EVA. And because I'm such a simplification fiend, um, it's simple. So it's, it's all automated within the system. So it's fed to the patient and physician in a way that 
it's it's all automatic. You don't have to, gosh, I got to go find that file and go get a consent. And it's all built in to Eva. And it's really, really helpful. And that means that the time I spend doing things that aren't direct patient care are unbelievably small fraction of what it would otherwise be. So we're saying it cuts out about 90% of the um, documentation and record keeping headache. So you have about 10% of what you're current, whatever you're doing right now, whatever system you're doing right now, think about spending 10% of the time you're spending on that now, instead of the hundred percent of time, like the four to six hours a day documenting winds up being a half hour a day, which, which is really nice. Yeah, you can then use that time to dive deeper into your interests, whether they be personal or maybe you want to go to some sort of conference and learn more about inner relationship between adrenal and gut or, you know, whatever, however you want to continue optimizing and becoming the expert that you are and growing yeah, on. That path. And I think for, for, for people who are starting out, it means that they can have the information correct that they can spend a lot of time with patients if they want to and mm-hmm. investigate, learn and, and grow for doctors who've got a, a pretty good practice and been in practice a while and they need to make more income. They can see more patients yeah. and do a really good job on them. And then they're not missing stuff. They're not just running them through. Each right. patient is known. We know their story. That's Eva's specialty more than anything else is she extracts the patient's story and presents yeah. it in a way she's an expert virtual assistant. That's what Eva stands for. So she's an expert storyteller. She's able to say, this is, this is a story with Jane. This is a story with Bob. This is the story. And you can instantly know at a glance, all of the system functions, and then be able to start to make really highly informed decisions about what they need. And um, I, I, I really can't even imagine practicing without Eva. She's so, she's so, it changes dramatically. <laughs> yeah. As, I, I just like as imagine. a practice manager, it's the same for me. Cause as you're thinking about all of this, my brain goes, okay, all the underneath operations behind that. And I'm thinking, yeah, she gathers the patient story. But if you came into Eva and looked at someone else's Eva and you're a nurse manager or whatever, you would actually see the story of that practice and what they do so clearly. You could schedule one appointment and you would be able to understand really what their niche and style of care is like. So it captures both sides uh, so well. And and she continues to adapt to how you change and grow and how patients change and grow. I've just never known a system that is without being alive, you know, being alive in a way, you know, it's sort of like she's with you. She really is an assistant. Mine's the emotion making, but like helping you. Yeah. Have you ever watched MASH, that uh, old TV show? Yeah. So Radar would be, Radar O'Reilly, he had like horn or those little circular glasses and he was a little guy and uh and colonel blake and radar he would say colonel blake would say something like hey do you have form 60 and then he'd stick that clipboard underneath and he'd go oh of course and he signs it eva is like yes radar radar because (laughs) when you're you're looking for something she's got it already it's already right there and um i've just i've just thought of that It's, it's just it's so amusing to me because i really function at my best uh intellectually emotionally energetically when I just don't have to fuss. Yeah. I don't have to do a lot of 
nonsense and where did I put that and where is that and Eva is my radar where she just slides that little clipboard under my my hand and there I am and we do this on touch screens in the patient room so it's all all out there in front in an open notes system so the patient gets to watch us knock out the prescriptions look at the graphics graph their labs all that stuff and because it's touch screen and it's really fast the patient's really sharing in the decision-making for making for real. It's not, oh, we do shared decision-making because we send them a form. It's like, no, it's not like no. that. We actually yeah. do it. And um, anyway, it's uh, for hormonal care because hormonal care, I think, is it's so powerful and so valuable, but it's so incredibly dangerous if it's done wrong. It's, it's dangerous. It's, if it's right. not done right, it creates horrible problems, and you can get into all sorts of trouble. Um, so to have either the experience or have the technology to guide you in a way that's really helpful, you just are, you're just in trouble. And I think there's a lot of that going on. So I recommend anybody who's um, new to the area of hormonal care, whether you do transdermals or injectables or you do patch or whatever you do, having a system that helps you decide how to care for the whole patient is critical and Eva, as far as i know is the only system that provides that kind of support no matter how you do it Eva will support you because it'll teach you about the whole patient and your treatment modality and your treatment choices that's up to you yeah and she's going to keep track of all your records your dea logs if you're working with testosterone she's going to yep. also take care of you as the provider and make sure that you're practicing at a high level right the best at the best level. All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with me, talking with me about hormones and technology. Um, I hope people see the connection there and find some interest in exploring tools that can help them really optimize their hormonal treatment plans. I believe in Eva, and that's how we use it in our clinic. And I think it's a really excellent option for individuals to explore. Um, all right. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks for being such a good interviewer. I appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on our Eva podcast about hormones and technology. If you're interested in learning more about Eva or about us, check out www.evahealth.com. And you can always shoot me an email at Erin, E-R-I-N, at evahealth.com. We're always here to have conversations about technology, healthcare, our solution, Eva, uh, independent cash practice success, and really anything else out there. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next podcast.